Hey guys, Mac is back with another episode of The Women You Don't Learn About. If you're new, let me give you some intel on what this podcast is about. In this podcast, I tell the stories of amazing women you might not learn about in your class. This week, I'm going to be telling you about Carrie Chapman Cat, or as I like to call her, Triple C. Triple C was a teacher and women's rights activist that helped women gain the right to vote. I'm Mackenzie, and you're listening to The Women You Don't Learn About. Carrie Chapman Catt was born on January 9, 1859 in Ripon, Wisconsin. Her father, Lucius Lane, was a farmer. Her mother was Maria Clinton. Triple C was the middle child of three and was the only girl. At age seven, she and her family moved to Charles City, Iowa, and lived on a new farm. She rode her horse five miles from her house to her one-room schoolhouse. Her mother passed on the love of reading to her. When Carrie was 13, there was a presidential election. She watched her father get ready to go vote, but not her mother. She asked why, and her mother told her women couldn't vote. That made her mad. She began to get interested in animals and science. She considered being a doctor. She read On the Origin of Species by Charles Darwin. In March of 1877, Carrie entered Iowa State Agricultural College in Ames, Iowa. She took on many jobs to pay for college. She joined the Crescent Literary Society on campus. Only male members were allowed to speak, whereas females had to write everything on paper. Carrie spoke anyway, which allowed females to speak. She once said, How is it possible that a woman who is unfit to vote should be the mother and bring up a man who is? In one of her speeches. She graduated college in 1880 with a bachelor degree in science in the general science course. Females were required to take a household class that males were not. Carrie graduated as the only female in her class. Carrie wanted to be a lawyer. She studied law for a year before getting a job teaching at a high school in Mason City, Iowa. It paid her $40 a month, which she saved for law school. She soon decided not to go to law school because she loved teaching. In her second year, she was named principal and superintendent of schools. She was one of the first women to hold that position. Then she met Leo Chapman, a newspaper editor. He moved to Mason City in 1883. He edited The Republican, a newspaper. Carrie and Leo got married February 12, 1885. Carrie got many going-away gifts from students and parents. After getting married, Carrie and Leo co-edited The Republican together. Carrie had her own column called Women's World. She wrote about women's achievements and the quest for voting rights. She said women needed an organized movement. She believed it was only a matter of time before women were in the government. In October of 1885, Carrie went to her first women's conference. It was held by the American Association of Women in Des Moines, Iowa. Cedar Rapids organized the State Convention on Women's Suffrage. They had a plan to collect signatures for a petition to give women the right to vote. The petition was given to the state legislature in 1886. Carrie went door to door collecting signatures. In May 1886, Leo died of typhoid fever in California while Carrie was on her way to see him. She decided to live with her aunt in San Francisco and took on many jobs. Carrie ran into George Catt, a friend from college. Seeing him inspired her to write lectures about political topics. In 1887, she moved back to Charles City, Iowa. Her younger brother, William, moved in with her. Carrie edited the Floyd County Advocate. She joined the Women's Christian Temperance Union, which wanted to make alcohol illegal. She edited a column in the Charles City Intelligence. 
Carrie joined the Iowa Women's Suffrage Association in 1887. Two years later, she was asked to organize a movement in Lloyd County. She attended the state suffrage convention in October and was made the recording secretary. Then, Triple C was elected state lecturer and organizer and even made a small salary. In 1890, Carrie attended the National American Women's Suffrage Association in Washington, D.C. as the Iowa delegate. She married George Catt in June of 1890. Carrie hoped that getting the right to vote one state at a time would help change come. Wyoming and Utah always allowed women to vote. She campaigned in states like Colorado, which didn't allow women to vote. Colorado gave women the right to vote in 1893. Idaho gave women voting rights in 1896. She impressed a lot of people. She replaced Susan B. Anthony as president of the National American Women's Suffrage Association in 1900. She kept giving away spe- giving speeches and campaigning. She helped suffragists around the world and asked them questions. In 1905, Carrie's husband died after gallstone surgery. Two years later, her mother and younger brother died. She spent the next few years working for the International Women's Suffrage Alliance, which she came up with. In 1950, she came back to the U.S. ready to win the votes. In 1916, Carrie revealed the big plan for winning the vote. 1917, New York gave women the right to vote. Women's suffrage is coming. You know it. Will you, honorable senators and members of the House, help or hinder it? Carrie Chapman Cap. In 1918, Woodrow Wilson supported women's suffrage. August 18, 1920, the 19th Amendment was ratified. Women were legally allowed to vote at last. Carrie devoted herself to peace and equality. Lady Eleanor Roosevelt gave Carrie the Chi Omega National Achievement Award in 1941. Sadly, Carrie died March 9, 1947, from a heart attack. If you can't tell, Carrie Chapman Cat did a lot to help women. Thanks, Triple C. Thank you for listening to The Women You Don't Learn About. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share this with anyone you know, including your kids. This is Mac signing off. Tune in next time for another amazing lady. Bye!